Honey, what you waiting for? Welcome to my candy store. The echo here is actually class. <laughs> yeah, Evan doesn't have a lot of soft furnishings around him today, so. Yeah, I'm, in my, I'm staying in my sister's house for the week, so yeah, she, she lives in quite a big house and it's quite airy, so yeah. Well. <laughs> anyway, we are back. This is Making a Podcast. I'm Evan. And I'm Katie. Oh, how have you been? <laughs> oh, I don't even know, to be honest. I don't know how to answer that question. So loaded. Um, I've been fine. My friend got married, so that was great. If if that's what you want. No, it was. Oh, congrats, yeah. It was a great day. Um, it was in Scotland, so I got to travel, which was very nice. Um, I drank from Friday until basically Monday morning because the wedding was on a Sunday night so I just pickled myself and I'm I'm only starting to feel better now like (laughs) it was a heavy it wasn't it wasn't too heavy but it's just like my body was like can you stop drinking now please would would it just stop I was like no so yeah other than that I'm fine how are you Evan so I'm good. Well, you were at your wedding. I think we were at the airport at the same time, were we? No, I was in the evening near the morning. Yeah. Uh, so when Katie was gone to Scotland, I was going to London to see Lady Gaga, which was unreal. Uh, but I was absolutely shattered by the end of Saturday night. Yeah. Um, and then it was a wild, heavy weekend. And my body was just like, you should drink. And then my brain was like, you should not drink. Yeah, that was like <laughs> me. That was literally. Ne- neither one was agreeing. And then uh, getting on the plane the next day was fun. Oh, I'll never do an airport hungover ever again. That was No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah, so uh, Lady Gaga was unreal. Had a great weekend. And get me back to London ASAP because I want to live there. So just take me, please. Yeah. Putting it out there now, manifesting I will live there. You will. And uh, yeah, so... Something I wanted to bring up on this little catch-up, because it was so soon after our One Direction episode. Yes. A little video went viral mm-hmm. of the formation of One Direction on the X Factor with Simon Kell, Libby Walsh, and Nicole Scherzinger. Mm-hmm. How did we feel about this? Um, uh, icky. Icky, yeah. Icky, 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 icky. Just didn't like it. Didn't like the wording. Like we all knew they were they were like put together on purpose, like to make money and stuff. But like to hear them actually say that, basically, it was disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> not great. How do you feel about? It? Well, the the one thing that kind of stuck out to me was the fact that they kind of focused a lot on Liam yeah kind of furthering Liam backing up Liam's comments I guess yeah yeah (laughs) it was just I don't know it just put a bad taste in my mouth like yeah definitely uh but we're gonna move on so unfortunately we don't have any new comments this week but we did get a question kind of out of the box wow so I kind of put this out there. Um, uh, hold on, uh, just a second. So yeah, as I was as I was trying to say there, we got a little bit of question this week. It came in from Kaylee, 
Uh, it came after I shared something on my Instagram story uh, where um, I shared that listening to Better Than Revenge by Taylor Swift makes the feminism leave my body, mm-hmm. uh, which is true. <laughs> so she put a question and I kind of put it out there to everyone, but also let's just answer it ourselves. What's a good, uh, what song or songs do you abandon your values for? Oh, I don't know. Ah, that's a tough one. What are we talking like abandon our values for? So like mine, Better Than Revenge is like, it's just all about a girl stealing the boy and she's trying to get revenge on the girl. You know what I mean? Like it's not morally right, but it's a bop. Like, like Avril Lavigne Girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, well, I suppose that one. Yeah. Um. Oh, see, I don't know if I can say this. I, I might get myself cancelled. And I, cause like, right, I listened to a song recently, but not by the artist because I do not agree with the artist and I don't want to play the artist because I don't want to yeah. get the artist. But I did listen to a cover of the song and it's not a great song in itself. It's very questionable. Oh! <laughs> I don't want to say uh, right so again it was a cover I can't remember what the band was called that covered it but it um they were the band that opened for Tenacious D when they were over the last time but uh it's Ignition oh god you know who it's by so I'm not saying the name yeah yeah and if you don't know who it's by you don't need to look it up yeah um but it, I did I love it I do the I cover it. yeah yeah yeah. Now, I wouldn't I wouldn't listen to the actual artist anymore or the artist's actual version. But if anybody covers it, I'll listen to the cover and I, that's how I will lose my morals for it. Because morally listening to the song is bad, but also it's bad. Yeah, that's true. Another one, well, I put it out there. We got so we got misery businesses of one of them. Is that what is that about? I don't really know what the song's about, do you? Misery business is not. I got I got him where I want him now. What is I don't really know what she's saying there. Wait. I'm looking it up. I'm looking up lyrics. Oh, maybe it's because it's like talking about women's bodies and stuff. Yeah. And then another one was Stupid Girls by Pink. I don't know if I remember that song. Oh, you would know. It's a pop. No, I know it, but I don't remember. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know yeah. it. Um, oh, yeah, now the lyrics are a little bit questionable. I got them where I want them now. Yeah. Never meant to brag. Yeah. If that's not that bad, whoever put that in, that's not too bad. <laughs> Another one I love, The Boy Is Mine, Brandy and Monica. Yes. Yeah. That's and not ca- cater to you, Beyonce. With Destiny, Destiny Child. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think I have any more. Yeah, it's just there's a few. Oh, there's definitely a few. There's so many songs that are questionable and we all love. Yeah. Uh but now we're gonna move on to pop news. Do, 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 do. So good to be back. Uh, <laughs> 
So we've got to start off with a little bit of somber news. Because uh, I was writing up these headlines last night and I just saw this. Oh, yeah. Um, so she took the world by storm as Sandy in Greece and her hit physical became a workout hit. Uh, however, sad news has struck the world. Olivia Newton-John has sadly passed away at the age of 73 and tribute, tributes have come pouring in from many faces in the entertainment industry. However, the most notably is from her Greece co-star, John Travolta. Wrote, My dearest Olivia, you made all of our lives so much better. Your impact was incredible. I love you so much. We will see you down the road and we will all be together again. Yours mm. from the first moment I saw you forever. You're Danny, you're John. Ah, stop. That's really sad. Yeah. Yeah, I found out last night. Um, oh. Shocking. Well, it's not. What do you mean it's not when she's sick? I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, like, I, don't, I don't really know anything about her. I don't know what she passed away from, but I know she previously had cancer. Mm. Um, but it was also rumoured a few years ago that she died. So when I told my mom, she was like, is it real this time? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> real this time. <laughs> I know you shouldn't laugh at that, but she was like, is it oh, for Chris. real? I was like, yes, yeah, for real. <laughs> oh my God. Well. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And then she was like, how and all? And I was like, mom, I, I don't know. I'm not a spokesperson for Olivia Newton John. <laughs> like, I'm, just I'm not a spokesperson for Olivia Newton John. <laughs> like, I have a voice now. It's so funny. And I was like, um, I was like, oh, did you hear Olivia Newton-John? And she's like, oh, no. And she's like, oh, hell. And I was like, I don't know. It's just on Sky. She goes, oh, is it on Sky? Yeah, so that means it must be for real then because the last time it wasn't at all. I was like, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it is for real and it's very sad. But oh, wow. Um, she's 73. She's an icon. What yeah. more do you want? Absolute yeah. icon. Absolutely, 100%. So uh, we're going to move on, another headline. So we all got to know her as Sam Puckett on iCarly, and it seemed like she was on top of the world during this time. However, behind the scenes, it wasn't all random dancing and butter socks. Jeanette McCurdy has released her memoir, I'm Glad My Mom Died, and in this she details a lot. Jeanette shares the abuse she faced by her fame-hungry mother who forced her into acting as well as introducing her to an eating disorder, Jeanette shares one moment where she told her mother she wanted to quit acting after a failed police procedural audition. Her mother stopped the car and yelled, you can't quit. This was our chance. This was our chance. And then she just puts a bunch of A's and chance to announce her mother was yelling, basically. Jeanette shares at 14 years old, whilst working at Nickelodeon, she was pictured in a bikini and was encouraged to drink alcohol by someone known as the creator who many believe to be uh, Dan Schneider, creator of iCarly, Sam and Cat, as well as many other TV shows. Mm-hmm. Her mother was present for this and told her that everyone wants what you have. Jeanette also shared she was offered her own Sam solo spin-off, but the show later became a two-hander, Sam and Cat, alongside Ariana Grande. Higher-ups on the show told Jeanette she could not seek outside opportunities. However, Ariana was allowed to pursue a music career. Jeanette shares the moment she broke. What finally undid me was when Ariana came whistle-toning in with excitement because she had spent the previous evening playing charades at Tom Hanks' house. When Jeanette left Nickelodeon, she was offered $300,000 to never speak about her experiences at the network. Which she declined. Which, yeah, she did decline. 
I'm happy for her. I'm happy for her. I do. I love Jeanette. And yeah, uh, she's talked about this within the last year or so. Um, I think she's just come to terms to terms with it. Yeah. Um, it is a lot to go through at, from the age of... She started acting when she was six. Yeah. And she quit about three years ago. So it's a lot to go through in a, in a lifetime. Well, of course. But, like, hopefully she's just... She's made her money. She can just live her life now and... Yeah, no, it's absolutely. So she's had some uh, support uh, from, first one comes from Josh Peck. Yeah, I've seen he that. He Instagram saying, my friend Jeanette wrote a book and it's out today. She's brave, funny and thoughtful in ways few are and I couldn't be more proud of her. Go get her book, link in my bio. And then uh, her people reached out to her former iCarly co-star, Miranda Cosgrove. She reacted to Jeanette McCurdy's revelation saying, when you're young, you're so in your own head. You can't imagine that people around you are having much harder struggles. You don't expect things like that from the person in the room who's making everyone laugh. Yeah. Yeah. We just just wish Jeanette the best, I guess. Of course. I, I think I'm going to read the book. Oh, definitely, yeah. It's not, out, it's not out here for a while, but uh, I will definitely read the book. Yeah, me too. Once Once we can get it, I'm going to read it. Yeah. So we're going to move on. So a lot of things are happening over in the Kardashian land. Not mm. only is Kylie releasing another lip kit, but Tristan and Chloe have welcomed their second child, a baby boy, into the into their lives. And this news broke the same day that Kim and Pete Davidson broke up. Yeah. Kanye deci- decided to react to the breakup posting on his Instagram, a newspaper headline reading, Skeet Davidson dead at age 28. <laughs> <laughs> what, what can be said yeah I don't know I, like did anybody expect it to last no not really I didn't think they were gonna I know that sounds awful and stuff but like she's like a legit man like loads of kids was a wife he just doesn't seem like he's in that phase of his life yet yeah and like look people do it people like literally find a woman settle down take on all her kids whatever like I'm not saying that that's the reason like I didn't see it last time but I just feel like he's only coming into his fame and stuff now yeah so I feel like if him and Kim like got married or got super serious that it would really like be a detriment to his career because you know like I think he just needs to be free for like a a single bird at the moment he does fly around do what you need to do he has a film coming out. Like I'm sure he has other pro- projects in the works. Mm-hmm. I think he just needs to live his life for a while. Definitely. Because also the Kardashians, like usually when they find a man, they like. Yeah, you're in there for life. Yeah, basically. Tristan. Yeah. Yeah. Don't they um... Get around to having kids together. Like, come on. Yeah, and it's fair to say, just back on the back of the Kanye thing, peace is in trauma therapy um, for years now. Uh, I know that him and Ariana's breakup really affected him, and it's why he doesn't have social media anymore, or in Twitter anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, congrats to Chloe and Tristan, I, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, congrats yeah. congrats to Chloe. I don't want to congratulate Tristan, because yeah. like, <laughs> he's done it so many times now. He's had so many kids, like, 
surely the congratulations wears off like yeah well congrats to her hope you have a great time yeah absolutely so we're moving on so renaissance came out and the Bayhive lost their minds uh however someone who is not a beyonce fan is milkshake singer Khalees. Mm. so Khalees called out beyonce for using a sample of her song milkshake on on the song energy she credited Khalees as well as the songwriters pharrell williams and chad hugo as they were the ones who cleared the sample for beyonce to use Khalees wrote that the level of disrespect and utter ignorance of all three parties involved is astounding and asserted that the song was not a collaboration. She, she said, it's called thievery because the definition of collaboration means we are working together. There's no working together if you are not checking in to see if everything's cool. Hmm. I mean, like, yeah. does, would she have to clear it or would it be the writers who have to clear it? Well, like, who owns the copyright? The label, I imagine. That's what I imagine. So you'd have to clear it with whoever has the copyright. Yeah. Um, Like, yeah, she can be pissed off or whatever, because, like, it is her song, technically. Like, her name is on it. But also, like, music is music. Um, Look, it was shitty that, like, they didn't give any credit. That's the bit I don't agree with. Yeah. Um, like you know, they didn't say like didn't it was put nowhere that that was like sampled from that song or that it was like taken from Khalees or there was no like inspiration given. Like it's not like they just like took inspiration from the song. They legitimately just ripped a sample. Yeah. But also, then you have to go into like creative license, and then you also have to go into like copyright issues and and all stuff like that. And also, if the song wasn't copyrighted sorry if anybody can hear like dogs <laughs> it's very warm so I have to have my window open yeah you can hear planes going over here yeah um if like was it even copyrighted is my argument because if it wasn't copyrighted then it's fair game yeah absolutely so. So, yeah I mean renaissance slaps by the way so that's all I have to say on that I still haven't listened to it. Of course you have. <laughs> That's what Kevin was messing, and nobody get offended by this. But everyone, Kevin was like, um, "Have you have you been like every every other white woman and listened to Beyonce's new album?" And I was like, "No," and he was like, "For God's sake, Kate!" <laughs> I ruined his joke. I was like, "No." Damn it. <laughs> yeah. He was like, oh, is it so good? And I was like, I couldn't tell you. And he's like, oh, for God's sake. It's incredible. <laughs> I'm sure it is, but like, no, I will. I'll end up listening to it and be obsessed with it for like months. So. Yeah. So we're going to move on to the final headline. Um, so after Jojo Siwa posted a TikTok where she shared a quick pic of many different celebrities, one being the rudest celebrity she ever met, Many people had to pause the video to see that it was, in fact, Fuller House star Candace Cameron Burr. Although Jojo never shared what happened, a conversation took place between the two. Candace took to her own social media to explain the reason why Jojo thought she was rude and that was that she refused to take a picture with her at the Fuller House premiere. Candace's daughter, Natasha, called out Jojo for saying, uh, saying for someone to say that they don't want to take a photo with you, or that, that it's a bad time because they're working is not a rough experience. This generation is so sensitive and has zero backbone. And she, t- she then uh, ended that with grow up. 
so Jojo's mother, Jesslyn, uh, shared on her own podcast that the story Candace told wasn't in fact the full story and that the experience was more sour than it was made out to be. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Candace, look, love like Full House, love Full House yeah. so much, but Candace just seems like a snake. She is. Yeah. Big sneak. I don't even think it's that big of a fucking deal, to be honest. <laughs> it's not. Like, look, I'm sure there's people that have met me being like, what a bitch. What a bitch. And, you know, they were probably in my shop five minutes after I was meant to close. I probably was a bitch. I probably was hard and cranky and wanted to go home and was having a hard day and was in work. All the same as Candice. Probably was a bitch. She was on it. Just be like, yeah. I'm so sorry that I was a bitch to you. I'm not usually like that. I was very tired and I was working and I was stressed. And what, okay, while it wasn't ideal that I you had a bad experience with me, it happened and I'm sorry. Yeah. Don't try torn it. Don't try to be like, it wasn't my fault that I was tired. It was my fault. I made the decision to be a bitch. But, but like, also, I do... Not get over, but it's just kind of like I I agree with the sense of like if she had just owned that and then said like just like hopefully next time I meet you I'm not that bad or whatever I don't know would have been better but like also people do have to like just not hold other people in such high regard you know what I mean yeah just let people be human is basically what I'm trying to say absolutely it's it's not the way you do. No. I think the daughter overreacted, Natasha. Uh, Natasha's mad as well. Is she? I don't really know much about her. I follow her on Instagram, I'm not going to lie. I follow two of them on Instagram, but it's more just to see like what, what they're doing. No, talking. that's Laurie Lockton's daughter. Who? I was, just, I was thinking, is she the makeup artist? No, that's Laurie Lockton's daughter. Yeah, no, Natasha's like a, like a model or something. She's beautiful, but like. She's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Like, so is Candace. Mm. If I look like her when I'm her age, I'll be delighted. <laughs> Now, she also does have money her whole life, but, like, still. Yeah, well, that's fair. She's worked hard. No, she, she has. has. She has, she has. Uh, so, that's the end of Pop News. So, Katie, I'm going to let you, as always, introduce this week's topic. Bulimia and murder. What a combo. <laughs> Veronica is part of the most popular but snobby clique at her high school. Soon, she starts killing the kill kids with the help of her new boyfriend. Think of it like Mean Girls, but with blood. That's right, folks. This week, we're talking about the movie Heathers. So, Evan, what is your history with Heathers? Oh, my history with Heathers. Um, I saw it, I think it was in my first year of college. And I mm. had to watch it for a class. And I was thinking about this because my memory's not the best. Mm. Um, I remember, I don't know how I, I got assigned Heathers. And I don't know how this happened. Basically... It was film studies or film theory, one of the film classes. And the the lecturer was basically like, showed us like, I think he just showed us like a bunch of movie posters and was like, have you seen this movie? And I, I said, no, he's like, you have to watch this and, and do a presentation about it or something that I had to do on it. Yeah. So my the one he presented to me was Heather's and I hadn't seen it. So I watched it and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, I've seen the movie now three times, and uh, back in October I saw the live stage show, the musical. Oh, I'm so 
yeah, it is. It, and that's, I mean, we, we will probably get into the differences between the stage show and the movie a bit later. But uh, yeah, that that's an experience as well. So that's kind of my history with Heather's as an entity, I guess. And yeah. it's just, it is referenced a lot in other stuff. Um, so that's my history with Heather's. What's your history with Heather's? Didn't realise it was a movie. I thought it was only musical. Until... I mean, everyone were talking about topics and everyone was like, Heather's. And I was like, what? I thought it was musical. And everyone was like, no, it is a movie too. And I was like, oh, okay. But I love the musical. I've never seen it. I've only listened to it. But I adore it. And one of my favourite um, West End actresses was in it. Now, obviously, that's on the West End. But she don't think she does that role anymore. So I never it? get to see that. Carrie Hope Fletcher. Oh, right. Yeah, adore her. She was Veronica. Oh yeah, I thought you were talking about Hannah Lowther. No, like she's great and all, but I wouldn't really know her work. Mm. But we will talk about more her her more a little bit later. Absolutely. So, but right now I'm going to recap the 1989 movie Heather's Katie. Are you ready? I'm ready. So the movie starts. The Heather's are gearing up to play croquet. The other two Heather's go first, and then Heather Chandler hits Veronica right in the head as she's buried in the grass. Veronica, um, so Heather Chandler wants to talk to Veronica. Heather uh, Chandler tells Veronica to pass a fake love note to Martha Dunstock, or as they call her, Martha Dumptruck. Mm-hmm. Veronica and Heather Chandler uh, got up from the table and she sees Jason. So then Martha sees the note. Um, Heather explains she's the top dog of the school. So Veronica and Heather Chandler t- take the school lunch poll. Martha sees the note and heads over to Kurt. So uh, Heather Duke uh, throws up in the bathroom. Veronica goes to talk to Jason. Heather Chandler uh, disapproves and uh, takes Veronica away. So Kurt and Ram uh, threaten JD and he pulls out a gun. So the Heathers play croquet again. The game ends and Veronica sits with her parents. So Veronica and Heather Chandler are on their way to the party. So they stop for snacks and Veronica runs into JD and then JD and Veronica bond. Veronica and Heather Chandler arrive at the party. So Veronica enters in her journal. She wants to kill Heather Chandler. So Veronica sets uh, alcohol on fire. So Veronica gets hit on and she leaves the party. Heather Chandler and Veronica argue. So JD and Veronica have sex out her backyard. Backyard? Garden. Words. Uh, the next day, JD and Veronica head to Heather Chandler's house to uh, poison her. So JD pours Drano into a glass, uh, but Veronica thinks it'd be better to give her milk and orange juice to make her feel sick. Uh, so Veronica ta- takes the wrong cup. Heather Chandler refuses to drink it. He calls her weak and she drinks it and then she dies. So Veronica panics. JD and Veronica come up with a plan to make it look like a suicide. The teachers all discuss Heather's death. So Heather McNamara is angry they don't get the whole week off. Heather Duke is digesting food and Veronica takes a shower. Her classmates remember Heather. JD and Veronica watch the news. JD introduces Veronica to his dad. It's Heather's funeral. Everyone walks up to give Heather their inner messages. Heather McNamara asks Veronica to double date with her. So Bram and Kurt uh, beat up a nerd. Kurt and Bram take Heather McNamara and Veronica to tip cows. Uh, JD shows up at the double date. He takes her to get a slushie. Veronica uh, talks to 
Veronica talks to Dennis about the paper. Kurt spreads a rumor about Veronica. Veronica pretends she wants a threesome with Kurt and Ram. JD and Veronica prepare to kill again. So Ram and Kurt show up and they strip. So JD kills one of them and then uh, and and then the other one and then goes to kill the other one. So Veronica realizes that she's been lied to. Two cops here and they hide. So Veronica and JD pretend to kiss in the car. The cops believe the boys died hiding their gay love. Veronica and JD fall asleep in the car. Veronica burns herself with a cigarette. JD tells her her real feelings were too gross to face. So the two argue school is cancelled following Kurt and Ram's death. It's the day of the boys' funeral and Kurt's dad cries. Veronica writes in her diary, the teachers meet to discuss the recent deaths. At lunch, a news reporter shows up as the teacher tries to, uh, to get the kids together. So Martha hides and JD sits at her table. Veronica leaves the cafeteria. Veronica tells JD she's angry at the chaos. JD's dad shows up and watches uh, footage of a building fall. So JD shares his mom died in that building. The radio plays a song called Teenage Suicide. JD shoots the radio and Veronica breaks up with him. So JD kisses her and she runs away. Veronica tells him to stray to stray away from to stay away from her. JD talks to Heather Duke. He blackmails her with an old picture of her and Martha being friends as kids. JD tells Heather she's a strong leader. So Veronica um, Veronica opens Heather Chandler's old locker. Uh, Heather Duke shows up wearing Heather's old headband. Veronica calls Betty to hang out and they play croquet. The two Heathers show up and Betty leaves. So Martha is sitting uh, sitting alone in the gym. Veronica's parents watch the news. The school is on TV. Martha walks onto oncoming traffic with a note uh, on her chest. She tries to kill herself. So Veronica turns off the TV and lectures her parents. That's when Heather Duke shows up and tells Veronica Martha tried to kill herself. Martha is alive and Veronica slaps Heather. Veronica and Heather listen to the radio and Heather McNamara is on the radio saying she is Madonna, then Tweety. So Heather Duke laughs and spreads it around the school the next day. Heather McNamara leaves the classroom and everyone laughs. Veronica uh, leaves to check on her. Heather McNamara tries to take her own life before Veronica saves her. JD wants Heather Duke to start a petition. He wants her to petition for big fun to appear at the prom. Heather Duke gets the signatures for this to go ahead. Veronica confronts Heather Duke and she kills her and she kills her. It was JD's idea. JD asks Veronica out and she um, shares she wants to kill Heather Duke. Veronica tells JD it's over and to grow up. Veronica arrives home and her parents kill, kill her. JD showed up and he left a note. Uh, the handwriting is identical to Veronica's. Veronica finds a doll hung in her room. JD is outside her house and he shows up in her room. He drags her downstairs and pulls out a knife and they are going to kill Heather Duke. Veronica refuses to take part, but he grabs her hand and forces her to write a note. So JD goes into Heather Duke's room and locks the door. The next scene is Heather Duke's funeral, but this is actually a dream. So Heather Chandler shows up and talks to Veronica. Uh, Veronica wakes up and writes in her diary. JD climbs up the ladder into Veronica's window to find her hanging. Uh, her, he is visibly upset and torn. He reads out the group suicide letter for the students of Westerberg. Veronica's mom uh, 
calls her for dinner and finds her in the room. Veronica isn't in bed and unhangs herself. JD is making explosives. Veronica shows up at the uh, school looking for JD. JD goes into the boys' bathroom. So JD plants the explosives in the gym as Veronica roams the halls. JD hides in the boiler room and everyone is heading to the gym. Veronica shows up in the boiler room with a gun. The pair fight and he knocks Veronica out. The pep rally is in place as Veronica attempts to uh, knock JD out with a fire hydrant. She hits him and they fight and he kisses her. Veronica grabs her gun and starts to shoot. Veronica asks JD how to shut the bomb off. So Veronica uh, shoots him and he bleeds. Veronica demands to know how to turn the bomb off. He tells her to press the middle button and she shoots him and he dies. The bomb is disabled by a the bomb is disabled by a knife and Veronica leaves the school. So JD walks out and he's bleeding. Turns out JD is hiding another bomb on him and he walks away. Veronica pulls out a cigarette. JD blows himself up as Veronica watches and everyone in the school hears. Heather Duke tells Veronica she looks like hell. Veronica takes the red head headband and says there's a new sheriff in town. This is when Veronica asks Martha Dunstock to hang out on prom night because her date kind of fails. And that's the end of the movie Heathers. Wow. So let's discuss. I liked it more than I thought I would. Really? <clears throat> yeah, because I, for some reason, like, when you were like, yeah, it was a movie for sick, I still was, like, musical. <laughs> <laughs> I was still expecting a movie musical, and I was like, oh, God, whatever. But, like, I really liked it. I thought it was, like, <clears throat> like a really good, like, late 80s early 90s movie like it definitely had that vibe um like it's the perfect like representation of a like late 80s early 90s movie yeah definitely it's why i expect like the fashion the haircuts the the like lingo everything but also why is everyone in this movie turkey yeah i know like i know they're not and I guess it's kind of a good thing because while they're playing high schoolers, they are also talking about like topics like bulimia and sex and drugs and death and suicide and stuff. So maybe it's good to have like an older cast and it wasn't as harrowing watching it. Yeah. Because they did not look like children, you know? Yeah. But one of the Heathers looked actually torty. Heather McNamara, yeah. 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 She looks so like older. I was going to say old, but, like, she doesn't look old, but, like, for the time that they're trying to portray, like, for the age they're trying to portray, she looks old. Yeah. Um, I liked that it opened to Kesara Sarah. Oh, yes. Could I have that tattooed on me? What? Oh, sorry, I was yawning. Um, I have that tattooed on me. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, that's insane. Okay. I didn't even know that. You can't see it there, but I'm like, oh, that tattoo on me. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a very white girl tattoo. Again, nobody please be offended, but it's very white girl. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Is it me? Or is Veronica an idiot? Mm, go on. So Veronica, so Veronica is, I guess she kind of challenges the Heathers when we first meet meet her. Yeah. Then she actively stays with JD after he kills like three people. 
Yeah, but I think she kind of liked it. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. Yeah, I can see a lot of parallels between, like, a lot of, and this is not the Mean Girls podcast, but there's a lot of parallels between this and Mean Girls. Yeah. And you can kind of see that. Oh, I'm sure, like, Mean Girls was heavily inspired by this movie. Yeah. I think a lot of media is, like, a lot of Mean Girl media. Yeah. So, the, the kind of, what did you think about it when you... I mean, you've already kind of answered the question, but like in comparison to the stage musical, it's a lot darker. Yeah, I like that. You think you think it's good, it's a good thing? I like the darkness. Yeah. Oh yeah, I like that they're very different. Because it's not like it's not the kind of movie like it's not scary. It isn't. But they're still killing people, you know? Yeah. Like it's done in a very like I won't say family friendly way, but kind of family family friendly way. PG thirteen. Yeah. Um, but like I don't know. Again, I wouldn't say family friendly, but it was just kind of like in a. It's definitely dark humor. Yeah, and there are definitely jokes that shouldn't be made in it, but they are made, and whatever, that's fine. It was a different time back then. Or um, I say back then it was like less than ten years before I was born, but like, (laughs) um, that's mad, but. I like that Winona Ryder was in it. I love Winona Ryder. Oh, she's brilliant. She's amazing. Beautiful, stunning, talented. She has it all. Yeah. Uh, but what was I going to say? Yeah, I don't know. I just, it was, I was pleasantly surprised. Like, it's a movie that I'm definitely going to watch again. Yeah. Like, I like, this movie better than I liked The Breakfast Club. Okay. Mm, like it is actually like I'm surprised I haven't seen it now. I think it's ten things I hate about you still wins. It definitely <laughs> still wins. But I think it might be my favorite like eighties nineties movie. Oh really? Oh that's cool. Other than Ten Things I Hate About You because I adore that film. Yeah, I mean I think the film's great. I absolutely love it. I think uh, the fashion, especially, yeah. was like my favorite thing about it. Absolutely. I think each Heather was like they had their own distinct thing. I liked the different colors, and I liked when they're playing. Is it croquet? Croquet. Yeah, I liked when they're playing croquet, and like um, Heather Chandler had like the the red ball and stick and then she had her red scrunchie and then uh Heather McNamara had like her yellow skirt and then her yellow ball and thing and then uh Heather Duke was no she wasn't green but what was she? I think she was uh she has Heather Duke she had like red hair. Yeah I did have yeah she did was she green? I think she might have been green. But I liked that they correlated them in that way. Yeah no she was green. Um, that was her color because it was green, red, and yellow. And then, oh, I have a picture of them with their croquet things. Heather Duke played by Shannon Doherty from Charmed. One of my absolute mm-hmm. favorite things ever. Um, I can't see a picture of Veronica's croquet stick. Veronica was blue. 
Oh, was she blue? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So then, yeah, Heather was uh, green. Yeah. Yeah. So this film kind of got me thinking when we said we were going to do it about... Because I, I thought this was, like, the jumping off point for, like, a lot of, like, mean girls we see in, like, other media. Yeah. And then I was, like... You know, like it just kind of like mean, mean girls, glee, all these different things came into my head. Newless. Yeah. Uh, Jawbreaker. A lot of these things came into my head. So, um, uh, what was I going to say there? I think like I had a question to ask you. Oh, did you have a Heather at your school? Yeah. <laughs> you all did. What? We all did. Ah, yeah, well, it's, look, it's a natural pecking order. Yeah. Like, there's always going to be a Heather in any sort of society, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and there's always going to be a few of them. And I definitely did. Like, if you had have asked me that when I was in school, I would have named off so many people. But now as I grow up, I'm just kind of like, eh. You know? Yeah. What about you? Oh, definitely. Definitely had a few Heathers. There was definitely the Heather Chandlers. There was, there was, my school was very clicky. I always compare it to like Mean Girls. Oh, my Um, school was very clicky too. Yeah, I always compared it to Mean Girls. Just like, you know, you had like, like there's that scene in Mean Girls. I keep bringing up this movie. We're not, this is not an episode on that. Although that is going to happen at some point. Yeah. Um, that I just had an idea, but I'll tell you later. Okay. <laughs> um, where you know where Janice is like she's mapping out the cafeteria for Katie, and then it goes through like all the different clicks. That's what my school was like. Yeah. But there was definitely the Heather's of the plastics, the Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. There was a few of them, and yeah, uh, which kind of is going to bring me on to. You know, like this film definitely inspired a lot of like mean girls in uh, modern day popular culture. Mm. However, it kind of got me thinking, where does the mean girl trio initially come from? So I did a bit of research. Yeah. The school's in session. So um, I'm going to ask you, um, do, how far back do you think this this whole trio thing went? I don't know, but like, the first thing I'm thinking of is, um, is it the Ashleys from Recess? No, but that's a good example yeah. of that. So this kind of whole trio of Mean Girls actually dates back to Shakespeare uh... in Macbeth, the three sisters. Oh my God. Oh yeah. wait, no. What are you talking no, about? No, the witches. Yeah, I was going to ask you this. What do they all have in common? They're witches. Yeah. Would you think about it? Think yeah. about, okay, think about the three witches from Macbeth. Yeah. Think about Hocus Pocus. Uh-huh. Think about Charmed. Yeah. Witches of Eastwick. Yeah. What do you think the three is a metaphor for? Female power. Female oh. dominance. Huh. So let's look at it this way. So you have your, the three roles, right? Yeah. You have the alpha female. Yeah, which number one? Which yeah. number one? Number one, Heather Chandler, your alpha mm-hmm. female, Regina George, Chanel Oberlin. So she is the dictator. Mm-hmm. She rules over this society that is high school. She pushes the view uh, of the world onto others. She crafts her trio to be exclusive 
and appealing to others to gain interest. Because let's face it, if we all had Heathers, we didn't like them. Mm. But there was always something eye-catching. Yeah. Think about Regina. And what would dethroning her mean that that system falls apart? Mm -hmm. So think about it. What would the Powerpuff Girls be without Blossom? Um, just two pe- girls. Two girls. <laughs> three is uh, three is the number. It's a pattern that's not overly complicated. Yeah. But it's uh, it's it's a pattern that's not overly complicated, but it makes sense. Yeah, but like now that I'm even thinking of it, like wasn't like the Spy Girls in a three? Yeah. I'd say I definitely have mentioned the Spy Girls on this before again. Definitely. Before, but um, oh, I just love Spy Girls. And what was the other one? There was another one. So you had... Is it Winks? Charity's Angels. Oh, yeah. And um, Winks. Winks. Winks Club. Oh, no, there's loads of them. Never mind. Don't mind that. There was another one. There was another one I'm thinking of when I was younger. Oh, no, I'm thinking of which, but there was five of them. Right. So then you have your alpha female, your Heather Chandler. Then you have your second in command. Yeah. Heather Duke, Gretchen Wieners, this girl. Yeah. She enforces the rules set by the alpha female. She's loyal and willing to do the dirty work despite being mistreated. And she is legitimizing the leader's intentions. So basically what she is is a buffer. Yeah. So think about it. Just think about these things. I'm just making these points. So you need kind of, you need the alpha female and the second in command, but then you need a third factor to kind of make them seem less scary. Yeah. This is where the pretty face comes in. That's the third girl. So Heather McNamara, Karen Smith, Brittany Pearson, Glee, her pretty face and nice girl facade eliminates the element of fear and makes the rest of society think maybe the trio aren't as bad, but she is usually uh, exploited for her good looks and innocence and often ignorance. So yeah. if you think, think about it, like if you think even about the witches from Hocus Pocus, Sarah Jessica Parker was the pretty face. Mm. And everyone was always drawn to her. You know, it makes sense. Definitely does make sense. So um, what? So if a girl who's not in this trio, uh, so if a girl is not in this trio, they measure their importance on the proximity to this power structure. So if a member stops acting according to type, the order breaks down completely. So then adding a fourth member, so your Veronica in this case, can mess up the stability of the power. The fourth can be seen as a competition for favoritism or replacement of the leader which can lead to resentment amongst the group. Yeah. So I think just, you know, so a single mean girl can be, can be overthrown. The Dove, Madison. Yeah. And then a duo, it, there's, it could compete against each other. And a quartet is too tricky to rule effectively. So three makes a pattern that's not overly complicated. And the trio is scary because they possess knowledge, uh, knowledge mortals fully don't fully understand. So that's where the witch thing comes in. Mm-hmm. And that's where the exclusivity of the high school thing comes in at the same time, because it is power. 
So popularity is another appealing factor. So publicly, society accepts the trio's rules whilst privately opposing it and them. So basically, this high school is living in fear. Yeah. Which is just makes so much sense. And that that's kind of where it's kind of a structure called savvy realism that they're projecting their learned behavior. Because we didn't really know much about Heather Chandler's home life. No, but I can't imagine it was great. No. So this rule of three doesn't really apply to male characters, so they can stand alone in rule. So the example I would use would be Edward Cullen in Twilight. Yeah. And then that's where the, so the rule of three, numbers validate female power. So when the alpha is taken down, the remaining two don't know how to function. And in a male-dominated society, the trio maintain a harsh front as a defense mechanism because they know they can compete with the males in society. And behind every mean girl is a private guarded person. Yeah. So a lot of that was just a lot of gibberish, but it makes a lot of sense. It does make a lot of sense. So basically, the reason why the Heathers were so popular is because they were deemed witches by society yeah you know they were no even though they were in no way supernatural no i get it though like they were witches for being in high school because how are they popular no one else is popular you know so it makes sense it does make a lot of sense and it's very interesting to think i could do my thesis on this you could you should you should just write a thesis i just write a thesis i'm not even in college anymore i should just write a thesis for fun (laughs) <laughs> get a little book binded for yourself oh yeah. you just write a book just write it up. it's on the way um <laughs> uh so anything else to discuss about uh heathers or mean girls in general no but i was just doing a bit of googling there and um the actress that played um cheddar handler kim walker died chandler cheddar handler heather chandler you said cheddar <laughs> I mean, that's an alright name. Cheddar, <laughs> Cheddar Handler. That's actually a good name. Like a cheese wrangler. Cheddar oh. Handler. <laughs> like a snake wrangler. Oh, I didn't know she died. Oh, that's very sad. Yeah, it's 33. She died at 33? Yeah. Oh, wait, that's insane. But actually, 42, yeah. That's insane. That's mad. I wanted to deep dive into that, and I'm like, how? Oh. <laughs> Katie's going to start her own spin-off through <laughs> True Crime podcast. <laughs> I was just looking through, like, the actors, and I'm like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Also, um, was, oh, Phil Lewis gonna... is in this. I was about to say, Phil Lewis is in this. <laughs> Gas. Hilarious. He's so young in it. Yeah. He is. And he's great. I love Phil Lewis. Oh, God. I mean, I think Heather's is an absolute cult classic, in my opinion absolutely like i mean i only seen it recently but absolutely and it sets the standard for mean girl media mm-hmm. so uh, anything else to say uh, i'm sure about the musical is... a little bit what you want to talk about the musical a little bit yeah well, that music. well i've seen the actual stage musical in board gosh was it good it's incredible yeah, I my friend got me. T- it was meant to happen. My friend got me tickets. It was meant to happen October 2020. Obviously, it's not go ahead. So it was a year later. Yeah, and I didn't know. I didn't know Heather's was a musical. The kind of the opposite to you. 
but I know there's a Heather's music that I was like, they made that in two musicals. How's that going to work? <laughs> I saw it and I was like, oh my God. They made it a bit more lighthearted, which is a bit fun. Yeah. So, but you were saying about Carrie Hope Fletcher. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, what has she done since? Oh, since she, her stint in Heather's was very recent. Was it recent? Well, like it was the bill before Hannah was on it. Hannah and Luther. Yeah. Um, she she was she was Veronica. I know that for like a fact. Because mm-hmm. like I'm obsessed. I used to like uh, watch her on um, YouTube all the time. Let me just see this. I mean, let's just bring up a article to see if there's any differences. <clears throat> you know who Carrie Hope Fletcher is, don't you? I do. Yeah, I know her name when I've seen her. You know Tom Fletcher's her brother, right? From McFly. Yeah. Stop that. Yeah. That's hilarious. Tom <laughs> Fletcher's little sister. Oh, that's gas. Yeah. Oh my god, love that. Did you know that Heather's the musical was featured in a 2019 episode of Riverdale? Yeah, of course. Not. <laughs> yeah, so like not to make the spell carry right, but. Carrie made her um, West End debut as Eponine in Les, Les Mis at the age of nine in 2001, mm. which is gas, but well, not gas, because that's the year that the the actress that played um, Heather Chandler died. Oh, wow. And then she went on to play Veronica in... Um, Heather's. I think she may have played a Veronica or a Heather at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to get up here about where is her Heather's stint? Oh, yeah, she's in the Adams family as well. The musical? Yeah. Who else is in it? Veronica Sawyer, yeah. Jessica Keenan Wynn was in it, who was young Tanya in Mamma Mia 2. Oh. She was in the Broadway production. She played Heather Chandler. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Who else? Who would you, if you, mm, uh, I was going to play, oh, I should have done that. I should have put that in the format. Yeah. I was going to just see, who would you like to recast? But I don't think we, we have the time to even think about that. Hmm. That's a good one, though. Yeah. Ariana Grande. That's who? Heather Chandler. Oh, that's a good idea. And then um, Heather, Heather McNamara could be... Um, Veronica, I think, genuinely Billie Eilish. Um, Heather... I always forget one of them. Duke. So, Heather Duke, yeah. Shannon Doherty. Yeah. Um, Heather Duke could be. Do, 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 who who could she be now? Um. So there's Ariana, and then you could show like. I really want to say Libby Rodrigo in there, 
and then um Heather McNamara is um no can't think of it it's too hard who is she Heather McNamara yeah but who, who, who were you thinking of a certain actress or you just couldn't think no it's gone I don't know who I'd cast I think Dove Cameron maybe is oh yeah 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 <laughs> was that you were thinking of no but I agree <laughs> Dove Cameron could play any of those roles to be honest yeah yeah anyway I won't bother recasting Heather's that's but is there any more to say? Um, no, I don't think I have any more to say. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to talk about the success of Heather's. Yes. So it has a 93% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which means? It's higher than rent. Yes. Uh, so Heather's made $1.1 million at the box office against a budget of $3 million. Mm-hmm. However, the film uh, has become a cult classic in in the years that followed, and it got it the Broadway treatment and turned into a successful musical, which is being turned into a movie. Wow! So we're getting in the Heather's musical movie. There you go. Hmm. I wonder how I like that. <laughs> Are they going to take your casting <laughs> choices <laughs> into effect? Nah, your Ariana already has a uh, wicked. wicked. She's fine. Okay, so now school is in session for Katie. This was her first time watching Heather's. Let's see how much she absorbs. <laughs> Not a lot, I bet you. Right, okay. So 10 questions for Katie, all about Heather's. You ready? Yes. So question one, what colour ribbon did Heather Chandler wear? Heather Chandler was red. Yep. Question two, this is multiple choice. What is the name of the high school the Heather's attend? Westerberg, Sweet Valley High, East High, or Stars Hollow High? Westerberg. That's correct. Question three, another multiple choice one for you. What is Heather Duke's favorite book? Is it The Great Gatsby, Moby Dick, To Kill a Mockingbird, or Little Women? Little Women. It's actually Moby Dick. Ah. Question four, what was the name of the song Big Fun sang on the radio? I don't know. I actually don't know. Uh, it was Teenage Suicide. Ah, uh, that makes sense. <laughs> Question five, Veronica wants to make Heather Chandler uh, sick by mixing orange juice with what other liquid? Milk. Yep. <laughs> Question six, who plays Veronica? Winona Runner. Yep. Uh, question seven. What is JD's full name? John. Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. What? <laughs> John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Oh. Um, oh John um, Dawn. It's Jason Dean. Oh, yeah, it is, yeah. Uh, true or false, Heather Duke and Martha Dunstock, or Dumptruck, were childhood friends. Um, False. That's true. But she was friends with a different girl that they mentioned. Who is that? Heather Duke. Oh, Heather. Sorry. Yeah. You're thinking of Veronica and Betty. Yeah, I which, was. Uh, very Riverdale, can I just say. Oh, yeah, actually. Yeah. 
Uh, can we talk about? I was going to say, can we talk about what's going on in Riverdale? <laughs> because... No. <laughs> Question nine: How many people ended up dead by the end of the film? Six. Four. So you had Heather Chandler, the two guys, and then JD. Oh, yeah. And then question 10, who does Veronica ask to hang out at the very end of the film? Martha Dunstock. Yeah. So you got five. Woo! Halfway. Halfway there. We're only just back. It's fine. So next up, we're going to put Heather's on our pop scale. We rank it out of five based on how much we like it. And it's based on pop culture. Katie, what do you give Heather's out of five? Uh... I give it four and a half. Mm-hmm. It's just not iconic enough for a five. And I know I'm going to get murdered for saying that, but like, it's just, it's great. I loved it. It's like probably now one of my favorite films. I'm obsessed. I'm going to watch it more times, which is gas because like, I don't really watch films, but I definitely will watch this more. Um, and I'll fixate on it for a while because I really like it. I just like the pacing of it and stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm going to give it a four and a half. What about you? Um? So I'm going to give it a four. Um, I haven't really seen it as much as... I've only seen it three times. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoy it. I really like the film. I really like the fashion. I think the musical is great. And the fact that it is has a musical just kind of shows that it's still relevant. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think it is very iconic. I'm not giving it the full five just because... Um, I feel like there's more iconic 80s films. Yeah. Yeah, so that's it. So next up, we're going to talk about what's popping. We talk about what we're enjoying in terms of pop culture. Katie, what's popping with you? Oh my God, I'm after friggin'. <laughs> um, because we haven't recorded in ages. There yeah, that's so true. Much. Um, I watched a documentary and I actually, I'm so sorry, you're probably going to hear my PlayStation. I have to remember the name of it i have to go into my netflix um well it was bizarre oh it was called the most hated man on the internet i've seen that on netflix i haven't watched it but i've seen it on like on the queue it's crazy it's mad and the fact the fact that like this happened like while we were alive like is just insane um let me go in for a sec where is it I need to get the like name name up. Uh, but it's really good. I'm really enjoying it. But well, I enjoyed it. Sorry, I watched it. I'm also listening. Well, I've just finished listening to an Irish podcast and it's called Gubu. G U B U. And I think everybody, especially if you're Irish, you need to go listen to this podcast. It is incredible. It's a story. It's not like an ongoing weekly thing. There's seven episodes. The longest one is like 47 minutes. Most of them are half an hour each. I started it yesterday. I'm nearly done. I love it. It is somber and it's sad, but it's incredible and it's so good. And I feel like it's a story that everybody should know. And it's opened my eyes to a lot of stuff. And it's just amazing. So is that it? Um. Yeah, I think so. What did I go see in the cinema recently? Oh, I went to see Bullet Train. That was good. 
Oh, that looks good. I, I am going to see that at some point. Yeah, that was very good. Yeah, that's what's popping with me. What's popping with you, Evan? So I just started uh, on Netflix. It's a Channel 4 show from years ago. Uh, My Mad Fat Diary. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen that. But it's kind of gotten a lot of like, it's kind of resurfaced on TikTok because, and it kind of made me want to watch it because a very famous actress, Jodie Comer, got her start on this show. So if you don't know who Jodie Comer is, she's in Killing Eve. She's in Free Guy. She won an Emmy like last year. She's basically just taking over the world. Oh. Um, it was so funny. The I was watching and she's like, so the girl, the main girl in it is Ray, and uh, so Jody, Jody plays like her best friend, and she's like, oh, she's the kind of girl who'll end up on the cover of Mary Claire on a yacht. <laughs> it was like this aged very weirdly because that is the kind of girl Jody Comer is now. So that's funny. I'm actually really enjoying that. It's kind of, it, I thought it was going to be like a half hour comedy. It's not, it's kind of heartbreaking as well, but I really yeah, like it. I've heard that it, it's quite a heartbreaking show. Yeah. So that, uh, Beyonce, Renaissance, obsessed. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. think that's absolutely incredible. And then my last one, Katie, I'm going to ask you a question. What? What time is it? Oh. What time is it? That's it's somewhere time. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Uh, it is back officially. Oh my god! Season three of High School Musical, the musical, the series is finally here, and Katie is so happy right now. <laughs> oh my in. god! The music we're getting Frozen, Camp Rock, High School Musical songs, as original songs. There's so much like drama and comedy happening at the same time. It's so amazing. This oh show is just glee for the younger generation shut your mouth now <laughs> it's a it, mockumentary it's glee it's not glee it's high school musical the musical the series they're gonna have a glee club Week of the week. <laughs> they're going to have a glee club they're going to do acapella they're not they're a glee club a <laughs> they're going to they're at summer camp now they're not even at school well, there's going to be a glee, a glee camp. Uh, Corbin Blue is guest starring the season as himself. Jason Earls oh, is in it this season. Jesse Tyler Ferguson's already showed up. Jojo Siwa has yet to show up. Okay. <laughs> there's great music already. Corbin, like, and we've only had two episodes. Like, I cannot wait for the rest of the season. Corbin Blue's a sellout. Corbin Blue's not a sellout. <laughs> sellout. He's not a sellout. How is he a sellout? Because he's a sellout. He's a Broadway star. He's hardly a fucking sellout. Broadway star. He is a Broadway star, you dumbass. Whatever. Anyway, oh, can I please just geek out about High School Musical, the musical, the series, because it's so good. Oh, there's so much more drama and romance and comedy to come and music. I can't what, like, they're all 16 or something. Why do you want to watch that? What the, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> Which one? They're all sixteen. Of course, they're playing teenagers. Yeah, that's what I mean. The characters are sixteen-year-olds. Don't say the actors are. Well, the actors are. The actors are all quite young. But what do you mean the character? How is this different from any other teen show? It's not. We're just not teenagers. What are you fucking talking about? I don't know. I just. I just think I'm just. I just don't think I could ever get into it. You didn't even see a second of it. Yeah, because it's, it's... She's doing this on purpose. 
I'm going to quit right here, live right now, because of the disrespect to High School Musical, the musical series. I'm going to quit. Oh, my God. She's gaslighting me. She's gaslighting. What's the Lisa Rinna thing? Gaslighting. Gaslighting. Yeah, now I am distracting your head. Yeah, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens would not like this. Yeah, she's not a salad. What? I don't know. I'm just trying to know you now. So stupid. Has she been in it yet, though? No. So who's been in it from the OG show? Lucas has. Casey has. Corbin has. Are they the only OGs? Oh, I think God. so. The background. Actors. They're not the fucking... They were main roles in you dumbass. <laughs> Katie hates High School Musical. She's not a sure wildcat. I'm revoking her wildcat card. She's not a High School Musical fan. You can have it. I'll give it back. You're not welcome at East High. Okay. All right. Perfect. Me, Penny, you, Jenny, me, me. Go ahead. I, I'm very riled up now. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you're actually right to kill me. I'm so sorry. I'm sweating. <laughs> anyway, High School Musical, the musical series. Season three, it's here. It's amazing. I'm delighted for you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Excuse me, excuse to geek out. Yeah, that's true. So, Katie, where can the people find us? People can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Make It Podcast. You can give us a little rating on Spotify and you can give us a review on Apple Podcasts if you so wish. And if you'd like to share us with any of your family and friends, they can find us anywhere they get their podcasts. Okay, so that's where you can find us. And that was the end of our Heather's episode. And you will hear from us next week. Bye.